Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. For the media who are listening, we are placing 97,000 outbound calls to area ratepayers, customers of Erie County Water Authority. They are uh, being asked to hold on to join the conference call. And uh, uh, when we cycle through most of those 96,000 outbound calls, we'll begin the call. That's for anybody on the line right now. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for holding on for the Erie County Water Authority conference call. Earl Jan, chairman of the Water Authority, is here for a customer conference call. We want you to be fully informed of the status of the recent break in our water line, specifically the Wednesday Amherst break, which resulted in a 48-hour boil water notice. You'll have a chance to ask a question after his brief presentation. All you'll have to do is press zero. So if you have a question, you can press zero now, and you'll be placed directly into the question queue. Please hold on, and the conference call will begin in a few moments. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Michael Caputo for the Erie County Water Authority. Thank you for joining our telephone uh, town hall. You're shortly be joined by Earl Jan, chairman of the Water Authority, for a customer conference call. We want you to be fully informed of the status of the recent break in our water line, specifically the Wednesday Amherst break, which resulted in a 48-hour boil water notice. You're going to have a chance to ask a question. We urge you to press zero now if you're going to, if you know you've got a question. We'll get you right into the queue. Press zero if you have a question, and we'll try to get to you. We're going to have thousands of people on this call. We're, we, we're hoping to get to as many questions as we can before our time in the Teletown Hall uh, expires. One last time, welcome to the Erie County Water Authority Teletown Hall with Earl Jan, chairman of the Water Authority. We want you to be fully informed of the status of the recent break in our water line specifically the Wednesday evening Amherst break, which resulted in a 48-hour boil water notice. You'll have a chance to ask a question after Earl's presentation and Paul Whittem's presentation. Paul is the director of water quality at the Erie County Water Authority. But if you know you got a question, press zero now. It'll put you in the queue, and we'll be able to get to you very quickly. Now, Earl's going to speak for just a few minutes followed up by Paul Whittem, the Director of Water Quality here at the Erie County Water Authority. And after their brief presentations, we're going to want to get to your calls. So again, press zero if you're going to have a question for Earl Jan or his Director of Water Quality, Paul Whittem. Earl, if you want to go ahead and speak, we now have attendees on the line. And ladies and gentlemen, this is Earl Jan, who is the Chairman of the Erie County Water Authority. Hello, I'm Earl Jan, Chairman of the Erie County Water Authority. On Wednesday night, July 20th, our water system 
water distribution system experienced a water leak affecting the northern parts of our distribution system. Our monitoring system first noticed the break at 8.31 p.m. After water pressure dropped from 101 to 58.5 uh, pressure per square inch. Shortly following this drop in pressure, the authority's director of operations was notified and we began to receive the first reports of widespread outages across our system. When water pressure drops to below 20 PSI across our system for four hours, the water authority would issue a boil water order. The pressure never dropped to that level and certainly never for that long. By 10.06 p.m., our crews had arrived on scene and identified the leak site. Within 30 minutes, the first of two valves were identified and we began a shutdown. Following this, our water pressure immediately began to rebound to normal. At 11.05 p.m., long after our pressures were recovering, Erie County Executive Mark Polencars informed WIVB Channel 4 via Twitter that a boil water alert was being discussed by his team. In fact, the Erie County Water Authority was not included in that discussion. If we had been included, we would have informed them of the rapid pressure recovery we were experiencing. By 11.15 p.m., while the County Emergency Services Unit was having their discussion without the authority, our water pressure had returned to over 100 PSI. Due to this rapid pressure recovery, our experts, engineers and water quality experts, did not recommend a boil water notice. At 3.30 a.m., four and a half hours after our system had recovered, Erie County Health Department issued a boil water order. We were informed the order came from the top. It is important to note that to date, the Water Authority has not received the required written notice from the county to issue a boil water order. Finally, in researching possible causes of the Wednesday line break, we discovered that National Grid had been digging on that specific site and uncovered part of our mm -hmm. pipe. We suspect that their work may have contributed to the break. We are continuing to investigate the causes. Boil water notices are extremely rare. The last one issued by Erie County Water Authority was 10 years ago. On average, our distribution system experiences 1,100 line breaks per year. Water distribution systems experience increased line breaks in very cold, very hot, or very busy periods. Today, in addition to high temperatures, there is a high demand for water due to the ongoing drought conditions. We normally pump 68 million gallons per day to our customers. Today, we are averaging 121 million gallons. For example, yesterday, our line maintenance crews addressed 12 leaks. This is not an unusually high number for a peak period. Our system's high rate of repair is due to the area's declining infrastructure. In many sections, our pipes are 100 years old. ECWA's infrastructure charge to customers funds ongoing efforts to update these aging water lines in our system. 
Now I'd like to introduce Paul Whittem, our Director of Water Quality, to help answer your questions. But keep in mind that by dialing zero, you can also uh, ask a question. Paul? Hi, I'm Paul Whittem, Director of Water Quality for the Erie County Water Authority. My in my position, I was on site in our service center for the incident. Uh, our testing of the affected areas revealed that the quality of the water in ECWA distribution system did not degrade to the point where it presented a health issue during this incident. The water we delivered to our ratepayers is often more pure than many of the bottled water sources. Our system is of the highest quality and our staff is highly trained. Suffice it to say, that if you receive water from the Erie County Water Authority, you're getting some of the highest quality tap water available today. Uh, now I'm happy to take any of your questions. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this again is Michael Caputo for the Erie County Water Authority. I want to encourage you to uh, press zero in case you have a question. Just press zero. You won't be removed from the call. You'll simply be put in queue to ask a question. Now, Michael uh, from Erie County, we've joined you to this call. Are you there? Yep. Michael, if you have a question for Earl or Paul, please go ahead. Yeah, I was wondering, uh, what about that other water break over on Sheridan Drive? Do we have to boil water again? No, you definitely do not have to boil water. Keep in mind that, as I stated, we experience over 1,100, on average, over 1,100 breaks per year, and we don't require uh, boil water uh, notices to people because uh, even though you may experience low water pressure or even an outage, uh, the, there is enough residual chlorine in the lines that uh, it would prevent the growth of bacterial, which would cause infection. Uh, Paul, do you have something to add for Michael? Um, no, I, you know what they what what they typically do is is once the lines are uh, repaired, uh, that section of the line is disinfected with a high uh, level of chlorine on that that uh, particular um, piece of pipe, and then placed back in service. But they we would. You know, also tell the um, the customer, you know, if you're seeing uh, brownish water, um, run your water. Run your water until it clears up. And if there are any issues, contact our customer service uh, line, and uh, we can have it addressed. Thank you, Paul. We have Donna Levy on the line. Donna? You're on with Earl Jan and Paul Whittem from the, from the Erie County Water Authority. What's your question? Hello, Donna. Oh, hello, I'm sorry. Um, after hearing what you had said, I'm understanding that, yes, the water is safe to drink at this point without boiling it, and I just wanted to verify that. That's absolutely Yes, ma'am. Thank you. All right, I'm going to go ahead and join another question uh, here on second. All right, uh, Mrs. Uh, Piet, Mrs. Piet, thank you for joining Earl Jan 
And Mr. Paul Whittem from the Erie County Water Authority. You have a question, Mrs. Piet. Hello? Ms. Yes, ma'am, you're on the line. What is your uh, question? Yes. I heard there was another water main break just recently at the 290 in Sheridan. Um, wondering if that's going to affect our water supply in our area, and now from what I'm hearing, we won't need to boil our water because of that break. That is correct. You will not have to boil, and it will not affect your water. We've already addressed that uh, or we're, are working on that uh, particular water uh, break, and uh, we are fully aware of it. And it's, it's, I'm not sure if it's been the, uh, has been completed or not, but um, I haven't talked to our line crews uh, in a little while. so. But you don't have to worry about it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Paul, Paul, perhaps you could tell Mrs. Piet how often these boil water notices go out. Well, the last time we had a boil water notice was about uh, 10 years or so ago uh, during the October storm. Well, we've got another caller here, Mary Schultz, uh, who has joined the call. Mary, if you're there. You're on with Earl Jan and Paul Whittem from the Erie County Water Authority. Mary? Hello? Let's try that again. One second. I think Mary dropped off. One second. Okay, I have a... Uh, Rob Anderson, Rob Anderson, you're on the call. Can you? Uh, you're on with Earl Jan and Paul Whittem. You have a question? Yes. Hi. Uh, I was wondering uh, if you could just. I think you might have covered it slightly earlier on. Could you uh, reiterate as to why a boiling uh, requirement was issued, but you're also saying that it did not get below a certain level. You didn't really need to issue that. Well. We didn't actually. We the 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 boil water uh, alert was issued, but it was because there are two ways that boil water alerts can be uh, put on. The first would be if we decide that there is a uh, a danger to our uh, customers because the pressure had dropped so low that it's potentially possible for bacteria to get into the system. The second way that a boil water alert can be put on is if the county health department uh, dictates that we must do that, and they issue what's called a boil water order. That's what happened at 3.30 in the morning, um, uh, went well, called Thursday morning, and uh, the county health department uh, told us that we had to put on a boil water uh, order. And uh, so at that point, that's when, now, it's quite an involved process when you do that. There is a whole thing that's laid out by the EPA as to various forms and all the rest of it that you have to follow. Uh, we followed that uh, to the letter of the law, and it takes, it takes quite a bit of time to do everything that you want. Once it was completed, we notified our people to put it out there that the boil water alert was uh, put on. But uh, to answer your question, um, we experience, as I mentioned, an awful lot of uh, leaks every year. And um, this one was no different than any of the other leaks except that it was uh, larger and it affected 
a greater number of people, but we have leaks that affect 100, 200, 300 people, and uh, we do not put on boil water alerts unless there is a sound reason for doing it. We didn't feel that uh, that was necessary this time, but we comply with the health department. Okay, we've got another call here. One second. Mm-hmm. Kim Bialy. Kim Bialy, uh, you're on the line. You've got, you can hear us here, Kim. You've got Earl Jan and Paul Whittem from the Erie County Water Authority. What's your question, Kim? Uh, yeah, it's Kathy. And um, I'm sorry, Kathy. That's okay. Um, my main question was is that this alert went out, and I understand everything that happened uh, listening to your uh, talk and everything like that. But in the future, if we don't turn on a TV or we don't have a cell phone, will there be a system, uh, a system in place to give a robocall right when this decision is made so that the public will know that um, this is in place? In fact, we are and have been working on an emergency notification system. Now, first of all, it's our understanding that we can't use robocalls uh, for cell phones. We believe that's uh, not legal. We've looked into that already. But uh, we are looking into a system of sending out an alert. And what I would encourage all those that are, are listening is if they would please uh, supply the water authority with email addresses and uh, um, uh, landline phone numbers. Uh, currently, uh, in both cases, we checked, and we've only got 36% of our customers in our system for their uh, landlines and or uh, email addresses. And it would it would help us greatly to notify the public if we had a greater um, number of um, ways to contact them. But yes, we are looking into other methods other than the media. Uh, this is Michael Caputo again for the Erie County Water Authority. You've joined the Erie County Water Authority Teletown Hall, where we're discussing the water main break, uh, specifically the Wednesday night water main break last week, which resulted in a 48-hour boil water notice um and richard uh you're on the line thank you for asking a question if you have a question like richard does please press zero and you'll be put into the queue uh to ask questions live here on the call richard you're on with earl jan and paul whittem from the erie county water authority what's your question well i'm sorry i came into the uh, discussion late but i was concerned about the uh uh, water authority versus the health department, and when does the health department supersede uh, the water authority in issuing that uh, boil water alert? You want to take it, Paul? How do they? How do they, how do they, how do they, well, do they, super, they always supersede it. I mean, we can advise. We can issue a an 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 or an yeah a notice or an advisory. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I I guess to answer your question very, uh, as I mentioned, there's two methods in uh, issuing boil water alerts. In the one case, the authority uh, would do that in the event that we felt an area or part of the system was uh, uh, compromised uh, for too long a period of time uh, and that the pressure was too low. Uh, The second way in which it's done is if the health department uh, issues an order 
telling us they have to do that. Now, keep in mind that we are regulated by many different agencies. Uh, when it comes to uh, the Department of Health, we're regulated actually by the State Health Department, but they have designated the Erie County Health Department as the local agency that we uh, must be accountable to. So when the health department says you will issue a uh, boil water order, we uh, are obligated uh, to do that. And that's exactly what happened uh, with that large break. Other than that, as was mentioned before, we have not had to issue a boil order, uh, boil water uh, alert for 10 years after the big ice storm in Amherst. Hi, Connie, you're on the line with Earl Jam from the uh, Erie County Water Authority and Paul Whittem, who is Director of Water Quality. Uh, again, if anybody's listening, you want to get a call, you want a question, you have a question for Earl and Paul, please press zero and you'll be put into the queue. Connie, uh, what's your question for Earl and Paul? Hi, I have a purified water system in my whole house. How does that affect me? Well, you know, I mean, you're, you're, that's fine if you have a purified water system. Uh, frankly, uh, it depends on what you want to do with it. Uh, for example, if, uh, if it's one that you want to reduce the hardness in the water, then uh, that uh, certainly can do that. If you're looking at, uh, uh, you know, you don't need it for bacteria uh, or anything like that. Our water is uh, treated well enough that you should not have any kind of problem with that. Um, you know, I mean, quite frankly, I don't have a purified water system in my own home, and I do drink our water all the time. In fact, uh, my wife gets disturbed because I holler at her when she occasionally buys bottled water. Earl, I think Connie was asking if she has to do anything like flush out her system or anything like that after this water break. Right, or boil water if it's necessary. What type of system is it? No? Yes, I'm here. Do you, do you know what yeah, Connie, what type of system is it? It's an Anderson water system that has um, potassium. Right. And it's okay. supposed to be purifying the water as well as the softening. I've had it for over 20 years. Right, right. You, you don't have to do anything, uh, you know, with your system. You're, you're fine, just the way you are. Okay. That's all I needed to know. Thank you. Thank you, Connie. Um, we have uh, Joni on the line. Joni, you're on the, uh, Joni, you're on the call with Earl Jan the uh, chairman of the Erie County Water Authority, and, uh, and Paul Whittem, who is in charge of water quality here at the Erie County Water Authority. What's your question for Earl and Jeff? And by the way, if somebody's got a question, please press zero, and you'll be put into the queue. Joni, you're on the line. Hello. Hi. Hi, Joni. Um, actually, it was Tony, so I'm not sure if there's a Joni also. But um, I was just wondering how much bacteria resulted in the water main break and if there's any left. And the second part is that I noticed uh, that there's uh, an unusual taste in the water right now uh, unless you recently added the anti-algae additive because of the recent humidity. Oh, uh, in answer to the first question, uh, there were no 
There were no total coliform bacteria. Those are the types of bacteria that we test for in a in a water uh, water main break or in, in our natural or our normal distribution system sampling that's required by the state and by EPA on a, a daily basis. Um, so our results came back negative. Um, in the affected areas, we, we tested 21 sites. Uh, I believe the health department may have tested 11 or something like that. But um, that, in answer to your question, you know, everything was, uh, was, um, came back normal. Um, as far as the taste, um, you, it may be the chlorine that you're tasting. That I don't know. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, we have more questions, but if you have a question for Earl Jan and Paul Whittem from the Erie County Water Authority, please press zero, and you'll be connected live on this call. Um, let me see one second. I'm going to put another caller in here. Um, we have Cindy. Cindy, you're live on the call with Earl Jan and Paul Whittem. Cindy, what's your question for Earl and Paul? Good evening. With our infrastructure on the pipes being as old as they are and the extra strain being put on by the drought and the almost double water usage, did they at any time discuss about limiting our water usage so as to reduce some of the strain? Not really, because at this point, uh, by reducing, it wouldn't do all that much. Um, our basic problem, because, I mean, when you look at it, in the wintertime when we're pumping 68 million gallons per day on average, we still have uh, some of the uh, largest number of leaks. So the problem is the aging infrastructure, and it's going to take a lot of money to replace that. Uh, and and that's, the, that's what we're working on right now. So just, as, uh, just to give you uh, an update, um, last year in 2015, we uh, allocated $17 million in our capital budget. Uh, for this year in 2016, we increased that to $28 million, and that is because of uh, the recognition that the pipes absolutely need to be uh, upgraded and replaced. And uh, that's, that's exactly why we've had to increase the uh, infrastructure charge. All of that money, I can assure you, goes directly to capital improvements within the authority. It has nothing to do with operations or maintenance or salaries or any of that. Carol, thank you for your call. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're 30 minutes into this call, and if you have to leave because you've got other things you must do, please just simply press 1 and leave a comment, and you'll hear back from the Erie County Water Authority to answer your question that you leave uh, if you press 1. Now, if you have a question and you want to get into the queue, please press 0, and we'll hook you into this call as long as we're able to get through this list. We've got a growing list of people. If you want to ask a question, please press 0. Now, uh, Patricia Herweg, you're the next one on this call. Patricia, you have a question for... Earl Jan and uh, Paul Whittem from the Water Authority. Yes, thank you. Um, the, the question I have is when we did have the, when I went to the, the faucet and there wasn't anything coming out, I went to the website and the website was down. And I went and 
there was a phone number on the regular Bing. So I went there, and that phone number wasn't working. And all the other phone numbers were not working that were listed. And the website, like I said, was down. The emergency phone number, they had to go dig out my bill. And the emergency phone number was working, but, of course, it was um, busy. So I was just wondering what happened. Everything happened all at one time, and it was very hard to get some information from that. And also, we didn't get the boil water notice until 4 o'clock on a Friday afternoon when the break happened you know, on Wednesday. So it this, that also was very disconcerting. Okay, first of all, uh, with regard to the website, uh, the, the problem was that the affected area included about 209,000 people and um, about 75,000 customers. So uh, what happened was, uh, to, you know, it, any website when it's inundated like that uh, is going to go down, and that's exactly what happened. Now, regarding the phone uh, system, the system didn't go down, but in the middle of the night and that when people are calling in, we can accept 24 calls at a time, but frankly, uh, at that point, we had a, because you were in the evening, we had about four people that were accepting calls, and uh, they were trying to accept them as fast as they could. But um, So that was the system there. Now, as far as the boil water uh, part goes, that uh, actual notice to our customers went out at about 6 o'clock in the morning. I don't know. I don't have in front of me the exact time, but it was something a.m. Thursday, right? On uh, right on Thursday morning. That's that's when it went out. Um, so why I don't know why you were not made aware of that. We used the media. We did by that time. I believe our website had recovered, and we did put it on the website. Um, and we are working on other methods of notifying our customers because we're not happy by the fact that we were unable to notify as many people as we would have liked. Okay, thank you very Ladies much for your time. Thanks, Patricia. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Michael Caputo for the Erie County Water Authority. You're on the Erie County Water Authority's Town Hall where we're discussing the Wednesday Amherst line break, which resulted and a 48-hour boil water notice. If you've got a question and uh, you want to be put into the queue to ask your question, please just press zero and you'll be put in. If you have to leave and you still want to leave a comment that you need an answer to, press one. We'll take that comment and call you back with an answer. Again, we're going to take questions, if, so just press, uh, just press zero. And uh, right now we're going to go to Clarence Zavitz, Clarence Zavitz, you're on the line. Do you have a question for Earl and Paul? Uh, yes, good afternoon. Uh, actually, I've got a two-part question. Uh, the second part just came to mind, but uh, I'll go with the second question first. You know, when, when it happened and the water pressure was very low, uh, of course, we couldn't get through on the line to the water department, as you just explained. I did call the Amherst police, and they were very clueless as to what uh, was going on. They knew there was no water pressure, but 
Following that call, I called Channel 2, and they were right up to speed. They knew exactly what was going on, uh, how long it was going on, et cetera, et cetera. So I guess my question is, do you folks contact the uh, the authorities like that uh, to just in case people call in? <clears throat> and my second uh, question is, and you answered uh, some of it uh, previously, but how much is in the kitty for the surcharge, and how much of that is being spent you know, on replacement piping. I'm sure, you know, your normal capital budget and everything has replacement costs in it, but this surcharge now is over and above that. So those are my uh, two questions. Okay, first of all, well, I'll get your second one first. Um, Channel 2 new because we, uh, at around 9-something, uh, the night of the break, we did put out a... Uh, uh, a media notice about that there was a major water break in the town of Amherst. So that's how uh, the station knew about it. Um, now, to the capital budget, um, I would have to look at the exact figures for uh, pipe replacement, but I can tell you that currently, for example, we have one ongoing on Niagara Falls Boulevard, which is uh, a little over $3 million. Uh, we have another one that's going on Walden Avenue in Chictawaga, and that's also a little over $3 million. Uh, these are major replacements. Now, um, I'll give you, to give you an idea to the, of the extent of uh, the cost of this, when you're dealing in an urban area we, uh, and a major road, say, for example, a Union Road or a Harlem Road or another major high Main Street, major highway, the cost of pipe replacement is about $2 million per mile. That's a minimum, $2 million per mile. Uh, when you're in a more uh, rural area, that price is still probably about a million and a half dollars per mile. So a lot of it, about 25% of our cost is due to uh, uh, you know, restoration of the uh, sidewalks, curbs, uh, and street, and all of that. This is one of the reasons that we try to uh, coordinate with the uh, various municipalities. When they're going to be doing road work, we ask them, notify us. Why are you, if you're going to rebuild a, no, a road and it happens to be a, uh, an area where there's uh, bad pipe, that's when we want to uh, go in so that, I mean, the last thing we want to do is have a uh, town put in a new road and then, uh, you know, six months later we go and dig it up to put in a new water line. So we try to coordinate that with the municipalities. Now, to give you an idea of the extent of the problem, we've identified that 80% of our leaks occur in a specific type of pipe. It's a cast iron pipe. And the reason why that's occurring is because many of the soils in western New York are very acidic, and the acid uh, eventually uh, eats through the pipe, and it um, causes the pipe to become, uh, lose its integrity, and we get breaks. The other part, like this, this uh, major break that took place uh, la you know, last week, um, that is a different type of pipe. That's a concrete pipe very large stuff that was used uh, in the 70s, and there are some reasons why it eventually loses its integrity. Unfortunately, we have 22 miles of that concrete pipe, and of the cast iron pipe, we have 729 miles. So we are looking at an extremely expensive proposition in replacing all this pipe. 
and that's why we have developed a uh, plan whereby we go after the, the pipes that um, have caused the greatest amount of leaks, but uh, we are trying to expand that. We are also looking into new technologies uh, that may bring down the price of, uh, of, uh, of pipe, and that's another whole story, so I don't want to bore you with all those details, but I hope that's, I hope that's informational for you. Steve, you're on the line with Earl. Yes. Uh, hi, Earl. Line with Earl Jan and Paul Whittem. Yes, Earl. Um, my question is, uh, how does the increase of the amount of water create the leaks um, in the water? I Means, um, just thinking through it logically, if a pipe is compromised, it would comp it would be compromised with any amount of water in it. With the increased amount of water, does that uh, is there a, high, a higher pressure for increased water volume um, over a day period? Is that what's actually causing the leaks? Yes, that's exactly what happens when uh, when you get uh, a much higher usage on the water. You're increasing the pressure dramatically because keep in mind that the system is very large. We're uh, you know, we're pumping all the way. Keep in mind, and this is, uh, we have two plants. One plant is located on the Niagara River in the town of Tonawanda. The second plant is located at Sturgeon Point in the town of Evans. Um, so from those two plants, we are pumping that water all over our system. And uh, the result of that is that in many of the towns, you have to increase the pressure dramatically at certain times. You also have to increase the pressure uh, to fill the uh, tanks. And we have uh, 37 tanks that we own and are responsible for. So the, um, the pressure has to be increased to fill the tanks. Uh, the pressure has to be is increased, for example, when uh, fire companies go and use a hydrant to uh, practice, or in the case of a real fire, you're drastically increasing the pressure on those lines around that fire hydrant. Uh, and those are the things that eventually, in a pipe that is somewhat compromised, you're going to cause it to leak under uh, higher pressure. That is one cause. In the winter, uh, the difference in the temperature between the water and the ground uh, is also a problem because of expansion and contraction, depending on the type of pipe. I hope that answers your question. Earl, we have Sam Baker on the line here. Sam, what's your question for Paul and Earl from the Erie County Water Authority? Hi, gentlemen. You're talking about the affected area. I don't. Today was the first day I got a call about this meeting and and hadn't heard anything about it before. But what is the actually affected area? That you're talking about? Well, the areas that were affected by this were the towns of, uh, let's see, we got them all. We've got Amherst, Clarence, Depew, um, Lancaster, Newstead, Chittawaga, the villages of Williamsville, Lancaster, and I'm missing one. Depew. Uh, we said Depew. Yeah, okay. So those were the areas that were affected by this out or this this leak. Okay. Okay, so I live in Hamburg, and I this is no, the first time I no impact I you know, do it all. <laughs> that's good to hear. <laughs> Thank okay. you very much. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Sam. Uh, we're going to bring another caller in here again. If you have a question, please press zero. You'll be put into the queue, 
If you got to leave and you still want to ask your question, press one, leave your comment, and someone from the Water Authority will get back to you as soon as we can. Now, Earl, I want to ask you a quick, quick question because we have several different calls here about Tonawanda. Uh, was Tonawanda affected by this? And there are some people here on our, our grid reporting that Tonawanda still has some low water pressure. Can you give us any uh, 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 highlight this in any way? We don't, we don't take care of the town of Tonawanda. Tonawanda is, has their own water department, and likewise, we don't service Kenmore, uh, the village of Kenmore, located in the uh, town. We do, however, uh, take care of the city of Tonawanda, and uh, if someone is experiencing problems in the city, then yes, by all means, notify us, but if it's in the town, they would have to call the town of Tonawanda water department. Uh, and, uh, again, another question about Tonawanda, Earl, comes from Don, who I've joined to the call. Don, thank you. What's your question for Earl uh, uh, Earl Jan from the Erie County Water Authority and Paul Whittem? Hi. Uh, yes, it's, I live in the city of Tonawanda, and my question, uh, of course, involves uh, replacing these aging pipes. Uh, here in the city of Tonawanda, when we were switching over from the city of Tonawanda Water Authority to the county, we were being told, uh, you know, to uh, probably to make the residents feel more comfortable about the switch, that uh, there would be uh, some new water mains installed here, and particularly in my neighborhood in the Riverview area. And it's been many years since we switched, and uh, we had no upgrade of our water mains here. And, yes, the city of Tonawanda has for many years had uh, low water pressure, but it did get better uh, once the county took over. So, yes, I'm wondering, uh, are there still plans to put new water mains in uh, in the city of Tonawanda? Well, the only place that we would be putting in new mains would be if uh, there is a bad leak history uh, in on particular streets. In that case, we certainly would replace those lines. Uh, but as far as uh, just routinely replacing them. I, I don't know what they told the residents back when. I, I'm afraid I wasn't around then, uh, at least with the Water Authority. Uh, so I honestly have no idea. That was taken over many years ago. Um, so that I, I, I really can't answer that part of it. But I mean, if, you, if we have experienced a lot of leaks and everything, then streets are put on our list uh, to uh, replace those lines. Earl Jan from the Erie County Water Authority is joined by Paul Whittem, the Director of Water Quality for the Erie County Water Authority. If you have a question for Earl and Paul, please press zero. If you got to leave the call, press one. Leave a message with your question, and we'll get back to you. Now we got a call from Michelle. Michelle had some personal experience with this break. Earl, uh, Paul, Michelle's got a question for you. Hello, Earl. Hello. Um, during the break we noticed it I noticed at about nine o'clock that the water pressure went down however I have a runoff creek in my backyard which has been about four inches deep since the drought I looked back there and the water had come up tremendously and it was very tumultuous going down the creek and it was getting higher and higher I of course tried calling the emergency number and it I couldn't get through I did call the Amherst police, 
and reported it, and they said that they knew there was a water problem, but I said that wasn't my concern. My concern was the rising creek, and um, I'm, I'm just wondering, is there a reporting number that government facilities can call that, you know, regular citizens can't get through because when I finally did get a number to call and I did call and I heard the recording and then I stayed on the line because they said if you see anything bubbling to stay on the line, I stayed on the line and I finally did get to talk to somebody around 10 o'clock and reported that this water was coming down so rapidly. So I guess my question is, how do I report something like this if it happens again? Well, uh, unfortunately, I mean, that's probably the best way that you can other than uh, going to our website and, uh, you know, leaving us a message on the website. Now, uh, you, did, uh, you did the right thing by, um, you know, calling uh, the water authority to tell. I, I gather that you live fairly close to the break or downstream from the break. Is that correct? Earl, she's uh, she's unfortunately oh, she's, she's not going to call, but she's listening. All right, she's listening. I, I would imagine she would. But just to give you an idea of the volume of water that was uh, we were losing. Uh, the big blue water tower holds a million and a half gallons. The new stud tank holds uh, just under that, and then you've also got the Pleasant View tank. So those tanks drain primarily by usage of individuals, but you've got a tremendous amount of, of water coming out of the ball station, which uh, that that tank holds five million gallons of water, and it and it depleted uh, pretty rapidly. So you can see that we're talking about a huge quantity of water until we were able to uh, sh uh, shut off those valves to stop that water from uh, going uh, in that leak and to isolate that uh, that leak. Okay? All right, Earl, uh, Earl uh, and Paul, uh, we have Jennifer calling in with a question. Jennifer, you're live on the line with Earl Jan and Paul Whittem from the Erie County Water Authority. What's your question? Hi, uh, my question is, you know, I understand that things happen and what have you, and we haven't had a boil water um, alert in quite some time, about 10 years, but now with it seeming to happen a little bit more frequently and water main breaks and, and that stuff happening, what is your immediate plan of attack to make sure that us as the residents are safe um, in going forward? I mean, making sure that, you know, we are alerted immediately when there's a boil water especially for, you know, our younger, you know, our younger kids, our pets, as well as elderly people that may not, you know, have accessibility to bottled water and things like that. What's the plan of attack to inform us residents to keep us quicker than four and a half hours later? Well, in the first place, uh, we don't expect to see boil water uh, orders being put on uh, very often. Now, as I mentioned, uh, you know, on average, we have about 1,100 leaks per year, and those uh, uh, those leaks, uh, you know, are many of them are very large as well, and they can affect a number of people. And it hasn't, and it's not our experience that that is necessary. And in fact, um, this one, we don't really believe that a boil water um, order should have been issued. So 
we think an awful lot of people were uh, upset for uh, no reason. The um, you know in the event uh, of an area in which a boil water notice truly is necessary, uh, in that case we will uh, we will do everything in our power and use every uh, method that we can. To I'm not sure what that noise is, but uh, that's, uh, that was the caller, the next caller. Sorry about that. That's Michael doing the wrong button. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Earl. All right. I hope that answered uh, her question, uh, but we are looking at every means to uh, inform our customers of uh, any problems that uh, they may encounter in the future. Earl, if you don't mind, I'll also answer that. We're going to be instituting... A, uh, a system for text alerts. Uh, we're securing that uh, a technology now where you can opt in by texting a word to this number. We're going to be rolling that out soon. Uh, this has long been in the works. We're asking uh, uh, rate payers to go to the website and give us their email address so we can email them and provide us with your telephone number so we can, uh, you, we can telephone you. Robocalls, which they use during elections, are not legal. Uh, we are not allowed to use robocalls uh, with cell phones, so please don't enter your cell phone. That's part of the problem here. We are trying to identify the numbers which are cell phones and which are not, so we can use robocalls. Also, reverse 911, as one of the callers noted here, is an option. It's an expensive option, uh, one that costs uh, uh, quite a bit of money. We're exploring partnering up with other municipal agencies in case we're back on their usage of the reverse 911. Uh, so there are a lot of technology solutions here. Uh, social media as well. We've initiated a social media program, uh, but we're going to use all of the above uh, ways uh, to communicate uh, with our uh, uh, with our ratepayers. Now, uh, right now, uh, Shirley, are you on the line? Shirley? Shirley, one second. Shirley, are you on the line? No, no, I'm listening. Okay, Shirley, we, if you've got a question, I'll mute you after your question. You've got an odd sound coming from your phone. you got a question for Earl and Paul? Yes, I do. Yes. Go ahead. What is your uh, question? I live in West Seneca, and I just got out of the hospital. I knew nothing about this meeting, and I really don't know what's going on. But I was just wondering if West Seneca is affected at all. It's not? No. West Seneca was not affected by this. Earl, could you explain why they weren't affected? Well, as I mentioned earlier, we have, uh, we have two plants that supply water to our system. And uh, generally, the water from uh, Sturgeon Point services the South Towns, West Seneca, and uh, an awful lot of uh, the area south of Main Street. So uh, as a result, uh, you know, your area was not affected. Very good. We're going to move on to the next question. Uh, again, you're on the line with Earl Jan and Paul Wynn from the Erie County Water Authority. Where specifically, we are addressing the water main break on Wednesday of last week that led to a 48-hour boil water order. Donna Watkins, thank you for holding on. You, oh, what's your question great. for Earl and Paul? That's right. Hi, Donna. 
All right, you're on the line. You're, what's your question? How can we help you? We're ready for oh, your question. I, oh, I'm sorry. I really didn't have a question. Okay. I just, I just wanted to tell you that I'm coming off of using a well for years. I'm really happy to have your service. I think you keep the prices down as much as you can, and I'm always happy to have that water. And I really thank you guys. Well, you're very welcome. And as actually, uh, a number of years ago, I was on a well myself, and uh, I know the difference from uh, coming off well water and going on to uh, Erie County water, and the uh, quality is uh, far superior. So thank you very much for your comment. Thank you, Donna. We're going to move along here. We have a question uh, from Anthony Schuler. Anthony Schuler, you're on the line with Earl Jan and Paul Whittem from the Erie County Water Authority. What's your question, Anthony? Hi, how are you doing tonight? Very good. Very good, thank you. Listen, uh, I have two questions. Question one would be, uh, being that uh, the price of water has gone up, or mine personally has doubled in the last few years, I was wondering if any of those monies have gone into escrow strictly for the purpose of upgrading the mains. And if so, what amount? And my question, too, is you mentioned earlier that uh, you guys coordinate with highway departments and everything that, that uh, do maintenance work, and you can actually get in with them at the time this maintenance is going on. If they are digging up, say, for instance, a, a road to, to refinish it and have to go down deep enough to pick up your existing lines that, from what I understand, are like about two feet or slightly more in depth, which certainly isn't below the frost line. Why couldn't you take advantage of the time that they have those roads open and go the added distance to four feet and bury a new line at that, at that time, at least in the section that is being replaced, and then continue on from there the next time the road is continued on? This way you would already have some line buried at the proper depth, depth and the, the line could be uh, tied in with the rest of it when the time comes. Could you answer those questions for me, please? Sure. First of all, uh, it would be very rare that we would have a line that shallow. Our lines are almost always four or five feet deep, uh, and they are below the frost line. Now, uh, to answer about every year, we send a letter to each municipality asking for their schedule uh, of maintenance. We do that ahead of time so that we can also plan. So we do, in fact, try to coordinate with them uh, in which our line, and we look at our lines and see which lines are in really bad shape, and those are the ones that we try to address in conjunction with uh, the municipality because in both situations, it saves a lot of money because of the restoration costs. So we are very conscious of that. Um, I know of specific streets in Chictawaga, for example, where we have coordinated with the town uh, to do that. Um, so, in fact, we are doing, uh, you know, what you're talking about currently. Now, as far as the monies go, all right, um, I hate to tell you this, but because I wasn't around then, but 
there was a philosophy at the Water Authority for 20 to 25 years in which they were very concerned about making sure that the plants, the tanks, and the pump stations were kept in really good shape, uh, but uh, they frankly uh, did not pay attention to the water mains. Um, the attitude was uh, put a patch on it. If it breaks, just put a patch on it. Well, unfortunately, uh, that type of philosophy catches up with you in the future, you know, and uh, you can't go with that forever. So we've had crews that have dug up breaks and they see two and three patches in that location. Now we've upgraded our technology dramatically so that we now know uh, using GPS where breaks occur and, uh, and that, but unfortunately there's an awful lot of old data that's not available. And um, so that's what we are using uh, currently in our leak history uh, to determine what lines are going to be uh, replaced and at what rate we can do that. As I mentioned earlier, um, we've increased our capital spending uh, this year over last year by about $11 million, and the majority of that is going for pipe replacement. In addition, uh, we are, are looking to that to make sure that more and more of our capital expense goes for pipe replacement because we spent a lot of money on the plants and we hope to have uh, to be in a position where we won't have to spend as much money to maintain the plants as what has had to been done in the past. So I hope that answers your question. Very good, Earl. That's about all the time we have in our hour set aside. Thank you, Rosemary, for your call. This is Michael Caputo for the Erie County Water Authority. I know there are many people still on the line here. If you have a question as you before you leave the call, Press 1, leave that question for us as a recording, and we will get back to you with an answer. Remember, press 1 to leave your parting thoughts or comments or questions, and you will hear from us if you ask for a reply. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for the Erie County Water Authority Teletown Hall regarding our water main break last Wednesday in the town of Amherst. Again, uh, please contact us with your email address and your, uh, your landline on our website, and uh, you can meet, you can see us on uh, uh, email, I'm sorry, as well on social media, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, please stay in touch, and we'll continue to provide you with the purest water you've ever tasted. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.